Come clean. Are you going to ask Katana out or not? I already told you I don't know. You should focus on helping me set up. This party is really important. Because it's for the love of your life, right? Knock it off. Help me hang the garland. What kind of cake did you order? I got her favorite, triple fudge with brownie bites. I think I'm going to enjoy that one. You didn't happen to order a little extra, did you? There was a sample. Might be some left in the fridge, but it's like a week old. I, I'll be right back. Okay, let's see. Candles for the cake, tablecloths, cups stacked symmetrically with plates and forks. This should work nicely. Where, where'd you go? You okay? You you don't look so good. I regret nothing. I think you may in about 24 hours. Uh, just like you're going to regret not asking out Katana, we finally have a bit of downtime since we started working together. I would really hate to see you miss an opportunity that could change your life for the better. She seems like an awesome girl. I told you. I'll think about it. Well, don't think about it too long. Jeff may beat you to it. Jeff. I overheard Patrice saying that Jeff has his eye on Katana and is waiting just for the right moment. I really hope he didn't hear about it. I mean, the guy means well and all, but I just can't stand listening to the man talk. Who could possibly make their voice sound like that? (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty annoying. It's like a cat trying to vomit, or someone weakly dragging a wet chalk across a chalkboard. Or the sound of a little plastic gear makes uh, as it's whining. That is a surprisingly and accurately descriptive. But let's not forget the love story unfolding here. She's like the Eve to your Wally, or the Scully to your Mulder, the Lois to your Clark. Clear the tables, please. We have to get back to decorating, and I need to figure out where to put the cake. In the center of the table works. And anyway, you at least have to give her a gift if you're interested. See if she likes it or just pretends to like it. Well, what's the difference? If you give her a bad gift and she likes it, she may just have bad taste. But if she pretends to like it, it means she doesn't want to hurt your feelings because she likes you a lot. Light bulb. Ding! Let's play a surrender bite and I can use the remnants to mix down into paint. Then I'll paint her a picture. With your artistic skills, that will definitely test her feelings and her acting skills. Let's give this one a listen and make sure you catch the dust after the recording finishes. I think there's an extra party cup over there. And that's why clouds aren't just weird shapes we lie on our backs, stare at, and try to find the meaning of life in. Clouds are heavy, man. That is heavy. And not the mid-80s. Depressing kind of heavy? Like heavy, heavy. Whoa. And we're back, broadcasting from our studio on the pale blue dot we call Earth. We've got a great short for you today. That's right, Charlie. Today we're talking about that sacred time-honored tradition, the birthday birthday cake. cake. So, Marie Antoinette, you may have heard of her. She kind of lost her head. She said, let them eat cake. Just like from that Queen song. Yeah. She Let pr- them eat cake, she said, just like Marion Antoinette. It goes on and on. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah? Okay. Yeah, there you go. Uh, she probably actually never said that. But do you know where it comes from? Aristocrats were often quoted as saying things that showed their own ignorance of their status. When she was told that peasants in France were so poor they didn't even have bread to eat, she reportedly made this famous quirk, hence the ignorant irony. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, PPS, she actually was originally quoted as saying, let them eat brioche. Well, I mean, that's not as trendy. Yeah. But, you know, it's fancy bread. Do you know how hard it is to define birthday cake? I do because I researched this. <laughs> <laughs> For those who didn't spend hours and hours uh, pouring over pages of information trying to figure out exactly what the definition of birthday cake was, we've done the work for you. Just about every online dictionary stated that it is a cake eaten to celebrate a birthday. You can't put the definition in the definition. You can't put the word in the word. You can't put the word in the definition. You can't put the definition in the word. I mean, that's what they did. We're just going to have to accept it and move on. Insane. I mean, that taxes a death. That's... All that exists for all of eternity. Birthday cake is undefinable. <laughs> I think they defined it pretty uh, distinctly here. How's that? Was a cake that's eaten on the birthday. Uh, again. <laughs> I feel like you're, what's the opposite of gruntled? Hmm. Hmm. Unhappy? <laughs> <laughs> Disenchanted? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like my co-host is disenchanted right now. <laughs> The magic has faded from his eyes. The sparkle's gone. <laughs> There's no definition. Oh, we forgot to get some birthday cake. So if you just change the words, you could say it's a baked good decorated in honor of a person to commemorate the anniversary of another trip around the sun, but that's just saying it's a birthday cake. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, the ancient Romans, let's go back to those guys, mm-hmm. they baked cakes to celebrate the coronation of pharaohs, which was considered their birth as a god. Uh, some 50th birthdays were also celebrated if the citizen was well-known. Was it the Romans or the Egyptians? The Romans. The Romans celebrated the coronation of pharaohs? That's right. Okay, it might have been the Egyptians. <laughs> it's hard to define. Anyway, um, the cakes that the Egyptians used were a bit different. They had nuts, honey, flour, and yeast. Hmm. Well, that sounds pretty good. Now, pie can't compete with cake. Put the candles in a cake. It's a birthday cake. Put the candles in a pie. Someone's drunk in the kitchen. Jim Gaffigan, American comedian. The candles we put specifically on birthday cakes can be called back to the ancient Greeks um, and uh, their pharaohs as well. Um, They baked. (laughs) I feel like you're making fun of me. (laughs) (laughs) Back to uh, back to reality here. Now. The candles were specifically on birthday cakes, and look, once again, we said it was called back to the ancient Greeks. They baked round cakes on which they placed the candles to worship the goddess of the moon, Artemis. So that's why candles are typically round. Now, the candles were made to uh, make the cake appear to glow like the moon, so another callback to Artemis. And the smoke was thought to carry prayers up to the goddess. Now, the modern birthday cake is only a couple hundred years old. And we really don't know exactly where it started, so it was probably a hodgepodge mashup of different traditions. Uh, Germany celebrated children with a celebration called Kinderfest. Uh, Cake was said to be baked for the child's birthday, and candles were placed on top and lit in the morning. Also a fun fact, kindergarten is a German word. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Uh, The candles that were placed on this cake were replaced as they burned out, and the cake was held until after supper. That's going to be a lot of wax that's on the cake. Well, you know, it's it's, uh, paraffin. It's edible. Mm -hmm. There was one additional candle, referred to as the light of life, 
and that represented the hope of living for one more full year. I'm sure that went out every single time. <laughs> <laughs> My light of life has gone out with this episode. The eternal flame went out in five minutes. <laughs> the Egyptians, the undefined cake. <laughs> Sweden may have started the tradition of blowing out the candles. The tradition of blowing out the candles and being granted a wish, if all the candles are extinguished, with a single breath seems to traverse multiple cultures. So this actually occurred in multiple countries and multiple times. Now, at Clemson University in 2017, uh, some people found that uh, blowing out the candles introduces bacteria to the cake as well. What? Yes. It's hard to think about blowing onto a cake nowadays. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Is it crazy? Like, remember a time in which uh, we all gathered around a cake that was lit and then we blew it out and then we didn't make any kind of fuss about it and then we just ate the cake? Yeah. What a time to be alive. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, those were the days. Until the Industrial Revolution, cakes for birthdays were reserved for the wealthy as well as the ingredients because the ingredients were often expensive. The Industrial Age changed so much of that, and not only were there individual cake ingredients that were much more affordable, but pre-baked cakes could be bought that were also available to the middle class. And modern birthday cakes come in all shapes and sizes. They are now a staple in numerous cultures around the world. One fairly modern invention is the inextinguishable candle. Do you know how these work? I do not. Well, I do know. I looked it up for the episode. Well, I'm excited to hear about it. Okay. You see, the wick of a normal candle holds an ember that is not hot enough to reignite paraffin, which is the wax used in most of the modern candles because it's edible and non-toxic. These prank candles normally have a wick laced with something like magnesium, and that ignites at a relatively low temperature. The remaining ember from the candle, once you blow it out, it is hot enough to reignite the magnesium, and that, in turn, burns hot enough to reignite the paraffin. Of course, it's a prank on the tradition that for your silent birthday wish to come true, you have to extinguish all the candles in one breath. So you're essentially pranking someone, but you're also cursing them. Well, technically, yeah, your wish is not going to come true. Yeah, but like, what if like the wish doesn't come true, and then like if your wish doesn't come true, it actually like mirrors back at you with like some sort of like envious rage, like the opposite of a wish. Yeah, like yeah. I wish for happiness for this year. You're like, oh, well, you didn't blow out the candle, <laughs> so you just got cursed. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, shouldn't have got your cookie cake from uh, Publix. If you've not used these, by the way, they are absolutely terrible. I used them on one of Wit's cakes back in college. They the the whole cake tastes like smoke because you have to keep trying to blow them out and you're blowing the smoke into the cake is horrible actually i prefer uh cookie cakes from Publix. i like uh ice cream cakes ice cream cakes yeah i don't actually really like ice cream cakes what yeah i like cookie i mean like i like my cakes like i like my pizzas well guys i hope you enjoyed the run this is the end of the podcast oh i'm sorry ice cream cake second thought i've decided to rejoin the show okay good for you cool and we're back What? Why don't you tell him what George Harrison said? <laughs> I will. You know, he was one of the Beatles. Like Ringo. Yeah. Ringo Starr. He was always, they were all stars to me. But George Harrison in particular had said, all the world is birthday cake, so take a piece, but not too much. What if about do, that song? If you do drink some Pepto. Uh, like a lot of Pepto. <laughs> I mean, like depending on how much cake you have. Yeah. I mean, you could be like Augustus Gloop from Matilda, and then you eat a whole cake, like in one setting, which is like unhealthy. But I digress. So what about that song, originally composed as a children's song entitled Good Morning to All, in 1893, 
by Patti Smith Hill. You may notice it is a seldom used song from movies and TV shows. The birthday song? That's what I'm talking about. It was finally put into public domain in 2016 when Warner Brothers paid $14 million to do so. Before then, the estate of the composer received about $2 million each year in licensing fees for the happy birthday song. Wow. That's a very sad song, too. <laughs> it's so depressing. Nobody sings a happy happy birthday to you. It feels forced. Yeah. Yeah. This is another reason for the different versions of the song that are sung in restaurants to avoid copyright infringement. Yeah. The song was, however, the content of the first singing telegram. Yeah. It is also arguably the most sung song in the English language. It may make ta- cake taste better. Uh, performing. You run that again? Yeah. No, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it may make cake taste better. Uh, performing a ritual before eating has been shown to enhance our enjoyment of food. The Guinness Book of World Records for the most candles on a cake goes to Sri Chinmoy in New York. He had over 70,000 candles on one cake. They were all lit for his 85th birthday. He couldn't blow them all out, obviously. Uh, <laughs> he had to use a fire extinguisher. Oh, thank God. I thought you, I thought something happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, he... Happy 85th. <laughs> Good luck in the burn union. <laughs> oh, I'm glad it turned out okay. The record price tag for a birthday cake sits at, do you want to guess? $20. A little bit higher than that. 35 Almost. $75 million. I was close. It had over 4,000 diamonds and took over 1,000 hours to make. I would think it would be stale at that point. 100 hours or 1,000 hours? Yeah, that would. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, like, uh, what kind of flavor do you think the cake was? you think it was a carrot cake? Ayo. Cake puns. The most popular flavor is chocolate, of course. Yep. Yeah. So we'll leave you with a quote by Abraham Lincoln, vampire hunter. Mm, obviously. At 50, if you're on a diet on your birthday, you can't eat a piece of your birthday cake. So grab two, a piece in each hand, and lo and behold, you'll be on a balanced diet. Happy birthday, old chum. And that's our short. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, we exist within the universe. And the universe exists within ourself. We're all the stuff of stars. So have a stellar day, everyone. And thanks for stopping by our corner of the cosmos. This has been the Mid-Flight Crisis Podcast. You can support important spaceship repairs and maintenance by subscribing to the Mid-Flight Crisis Patreon page. We'd love to hear your suggestions about the show and future topics, and we appreciate your support, ratings, and reviews. This endeavor isn't possible without amazing listeners like you. Thanks for sharing your space and time with us. We'll see you on our next adventure. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Drop us a line at intrepidtransfer at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.